Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following program is intended for a mature listening audience. Graphic and explicit language may be heard at times. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests necessarily express those of this station or sponsors. Listeners are advised that neither the station or owners and agents will be held liable for the content of this program. Rebroadcast, redistributed, or reused without the express written permission without the host or producer is not allowed. You are listening to Family Spirit International. Hey everybody, welcome to Family Spirit International. We're doing the round table tonight. We've got a lot of friends at the table. We've got our co-host, Blaine Rohan. Hey, Blaine. Hello, hello. We've got Professor Robert Young in the house. Hello. There he is. <laughs> and we've got uh, Christopher Fisher. Hello. He he listens to tons and tons and tons of podcasts. We've been friends for a couple of decades, but we're not going to say how many. <laughs> and our very special David Campione. Hello, um, hello. His specialty is anything to do with aliens, UFO, aircrafts, things like that, and nature. He's a wonderful okay. nature photographer. Love his stuff. <laughs> Love it. So. We have a very special friend of mine on the show tonight. I'm really excited about this. We have Chris Mysterion. Am I saying it right, Chris? Mysterion, yeah. Mysterion. I left a vowel out. Sorry. That's, that's the American way of saying it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this flamboyant style and the bad guy persona. He's been on Metro, Toronto Star, Bazaar Magazine, P- Pie Magazine, 24 Hours. Uh, he's been on on much music numerous times as well as many morning shows like cp24 breakfast television man cow chicago i don't know was that chch and oh chch oh my god so many different things you're bringing me back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did a little Cannon, research canon tellers fool us and america's got talent and canada's got oh, talent wow. there it is america's yeah. got talent so wow. he is a mind reader 
Cool. And that's a dangerous place to go in my head. Yeah, I've been in that before, more. and I had to go to my therapist afterwards. <laughs> Expensive. No, I scare my therapist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get the aluminum foil and wrap my head for uh, for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be me. <laughs> you're you're in a good crowd with us. So yeah, you're you're good with me. I never had a. A, a stable uh, uh, reader anyway. So, uh... <laughs> Well, so I've been studying, guys. I've been doing a lot of studying for my PhD, and I've been t- uh, reading so much about like Catholicism, uh, Catholic exorcisms, spiritual warfare, and all of that. So I'm ready to laugh and have a great time tonight. So... Um, Chris, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to. Tell me how you've been doing and, uh, Lord, what have you been up to? Cause you get into everything. Are we talking to me or Christopher? Oh, pardon me to you. To me. I should have known that I'm a mentalist. Um, <laughs> well, people refer to me as Mysterion. So maybe that could be an easier oh, way to, to distinguish between Mysterion. The so, so I've been up to everything. What haven't I been up to? Uh, I just visited uh, uh, England. I was in London, England, and I was doing a little bit of uh, uh, work there at the Magic Circle. I am uh, recently uh, started doing the holiday appearances at events and functions and uh, just, you know, doing a lot of stuff online. Um, nothing too exciting in the last couple of weeks, just a lot of admin work, but a lot of stuff upcoming. I, there's a product coming out with my face on it, a toy, you know, those, remember those uh, magic eight balls that you would shake and then it would, Oh yeah. They have a new one coming out and it's electronic and it has me on it. And uh, so I'm doing some work with them, a big product launch in LA. So lots of fun stuff on the horizon. Oh, that sounds like fun. Wow. Congratulations. That is wonderful. Congratulations. What did you think about uh, being on America's Got Talent and Canada's Got Talent? You know, it was a fun experience. A lot of the people that were on the show uh, that were working back scene, uh, back end and and behind the scenes uh, were extremely supportive of what Steffi K and I do Uh, to the listeners. I'm not just a mentalist. I'm one half of a mentalist team and uh, her and I are a very unique team. There's not many two person acts like us in the world. And so they were extremely supportive of what we do and made our uh, time on the show really, uh, really fun. And when those shows aired, it was a whole new level of exposure to uh the world essentially for years i'd been appearing on like as you said at the beginning this list of different appearances on different shows and and i had that sort of uh smaller fan base but i kid you not i can't leave the house without people stopping me a couple times a day to say that they yeah. see me on these shows so it was such a great uh opportunity to really uh reach uh the masses especially in america being from canada we're a little bit population of canada is the population of california if you think about that and so you know i'm known here but you go down to the states and not so many people know but now now a lot of you do and um and and it's because of those shows and we had a really positive experience we um we were asked to go on australia's got talent and we, we were flown out to australia we spent two weeks in quarantine we were i we were one of the only 
people allowed in Australia. They weren't even letting in nationals. They let us in. And we had all this paperwork and all this. We had to do quarantine for two weeks. And didn't they have a damn outbreak on the last day? And they did <laughs> production and they sent us home. Oh, and no. uh, yeah, it's just the way things go. But lots of other appearances on the horizon. A um, mm. couple other Got Talent shows have reached out to us. And now that we're in England, we're now members of the Magic Circle, which is the oldest magic yes. club in the world. Yeah, we're now members. And uh, we just did a big lecture there and a show there uh, on Halloween night, which was fun. And uh, we're going to be going back to the UK and doing some fun stuff there and some TV. And uh, it was funny because we were there and we woke up. I woke up and I went down to the uh, to the lobby and I get a text and it's Steffi sending me a photo of the Telegraph with her photo on the cover of the Telegraph. And I thought it was something she photoshopped. No, she was out on her own and they saw her and took a photo and put her on the cover. And Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool. Good publicity always helps. Yeah, always. It doesn't matter where we go. One of us is getting getting something in something and uh, Mm -hmm. and people seeing what we do. So it's a blessing. Yeah, and and one of the things that I heard that I don't know how true this is, if you do win America's Got Talent, they own you for like five years. It's like selling your soul to me. It's forever. Yeah. I know know a a good band that went on that show, and their dad produces a a family band out of California called Liliac. And they got on the show when soon as their dad found out that they get 90% of all of their earnings wow. and they own them for the next five to seven years. He was like, no, nope. right. yeah. <laughs> no way. Right. Oh my God. So, yeah. I think for some, you know, for my theory on it is simple for some people, it's going to be a uh, game changer. Yeah. And there was a saying that I heard many moons ago and it's sometimes in life, it's better to be the tail of a whale than the head of an ant. And if that opportunity is there and you need to take it, and it's what you need to do to get your product out there yeah. and get that, then by all means, go for it. In our instance, we already had an established product. We just needed to be seen by millions and it, it served its purpose. But I think if we got exactly. to Exactly. That's the purpose it served them too, because yeah. they ended up producing like three of their own albums and they're wow. touring the world now. Good, Good for them. Yeah. 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 And that, they're... And, and, they're the music, is, the, the lead singer they got, it's a little girl. She's like 21 years old. Her name is Melody. Huh. And she's got one of the best rock voices I've heard from a female since like Pat Benatar. Wow. Oh. What's, her, what's the band called? Liliac. It means oh. it, they're, they're, their parents are from Romania, and Liliac means little bat. I like that. I thought it was lilac. Just look up at one of her videos, huh. any of them for Liliac, and listen to this chick sing. You're like, oh, I will. How did that come out of her body? And isn't this proving the value and the and the strength of a show like AGT? Here we are talking about another act, and yeah. they were on yeah. it. You know, it's just it's it's a powerful uh, brand, and and people people are sometimes reluctant. I never. Turn down an opportunity if uh, mm-hmm. if people are going to be watching. I, I can understand that. I've done that pretty much when I filmed with Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a question, uh, Mysterion. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you use um, your mind power, you know, being able to read minds, or do you move objects from a distance, or 
you know, do you predict the future? I mean, what's your... So let's be clear about a couple of things. Part of what I do is rooted in personal experiences and real experiences that I've had that I don't really have an explanation for. Uh, And then part of it is show. I do admit to that. There is an element of show to what I do. So when I'm talking about what we're going to talk about today, I will be talking about, of course, the first thing, my own personal experiences. And most of the things that I've had experiences with would be uh, firsthand encounters with with spirits, um, dreams that were prophetic, uh, having things happen that uh, I've dreamt about on a regular basis. And a lot of the time, just having a kind of a gut feeling about knowing something's going to happen or to avoid something um, and, and it happening to 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 come, you know, to fruition. One instance of that was many moons ago. I was at a bar drinking. I don't drink anymore. But at the time I was at a bar with some friends and I left early and I went over to stand by the bus stop where uh where the bus was pulling up there was a little bit of a a dip in the road it would come kind of closer to the curb so the bus can pull over and for some not unknown reason i thought no just just go walk away walk away walk away and the more i stood there i felt nausea you know and it wasn't because i had a couple beers it was just this unusual and unexplainable feeling and i walked right over to the corner and went back into the bar and my friend said, uh, oh, what well, you came back for? And we just heard this bang. And we all went outside and a car had mounted the curb and collided with right where mm. I would have been standing. Luckily, no one else was there. It was winter. And it was kind of, I think it was like a Tuesday night. So no one else was out in that one location. And and the driver was, uh, was a drunk driver. And it was just this sort of, that type of thing happens so often. Um, and I have experiences in my own home with, some of the items that I own and some of the things that I have uh, giving me different um, um, either it be either it be a feeling or a negative feeling or a positive feeling or um, some type of a uh, even bad luck. You know, I've, I've bought, you know, in the other room over there, there's a plethora of different items that a lot of people would never even dream of going near i have a real cumin thong in there and i have an atacama mummy if you're into the aliens i got a real atacama mummy in there like cirrus i'll bring it on in a minute and show you Um, oh my gosh yeah Yeah, i have a real one but uh but the thing is is that a lot of the items i have um i'll bind them or i'll or i'll let them run rampant and do whatever they want to do and they kind of leave me alone but there was one item in specific that I had was a was a voodoo cross and it was made with a I thought it was a voodoo priest but I found out that it was the skull of someone who died violently mm-hmm. and um, it was this cross made for offerings to uh to uh, Papa Legba and I had it right literally right actually right <coughs> here um and uh and when that came into my home, this was about maybe six or seven years ago, it came out of a private museum and it was sold to me for cheap. And listen, I've seen enough horror movies to know better, but I bite and I bought it and I brought it in and, and just, it was just awful. It was just sheer negativity and bad luck. And I was giving it the offerings. I was giving it the respect it deserved, but in within something in the span of about 16 months, my mental health deteriorated. The house was just this thick, horrible energy. And when I got rid of it, I sold it for what I paid for it. The guy that took it 
Uh, with the week he took it, uh, he had a flood in his home. Uh, his business partner attacked him, like all this other negative stuff. And, and I don't know how to describe it other than this, but <laughs> this this house became almost like if you looked at an image of a Hallmark card where you see the light shining through and it's bright. Mm-hmm. It was like a whole new world, the house. It was once this thing was gone and I didn't see any apparition, but my girlfriend, uh, she woke up and I was beside her half as kind of semi in and out of sleep. That's how I sleep anyway. And I said to her, Oh, is somebody over? And she said, no, no one's here. And she didn't want to wake me up. She didn't want to tell me what she was looking at. Cause she knew I would have jumped up and spirit box would have been out. Lights would have been on. She wouldn't have gotten any sleep. She had to get up in the morning, but she said she was watching a figure walking around this room, looking for something and just didn't want to let me know. But I never saw that, but things like that happen all the time. So that's sort of my, uh, Okay. My uh, my base in in this world of the supernatural. Of course, when I was a kid, you know, I lived in a haunted house, and all my family saw a spirit of a of a woman, and and that was a generational thing that went through different families that lived in this house. And I still have contact with uh, with the people that live there now, and they see it as well. Well, Mysterion, I could tell you this as an expert at the subject. You are an empath medium like myself. Yeah. And Lee, because uh, we get the same things. I hear spirits every day, all day, anywhere I go. I see them everywhere I go. They'll call out for me from other locations. Uh, somebody can be doing an investigation in California. They'll call me and say they're asking for me on a ghost box. There. <laughs> that has happened to me here oh in Carolina. And there he is in Alabama, and they're asking for Blaine. Like, You're famous you in both worlds, Blaine. Look at you. <laughs> hey, now I'll tell you a funny story to have everybody laughing. All right. We Laughter's good. Got, Laughter's we, good. We just got back from Gettysburg, and we were doing uh, a little covered bridge in Virginia. And my good friend Sharon, she's sitting there asking, goes, how come you don't never say anything bad about Blaine? And it was so funny, because I, I still remember this. this because Blaine's like royalty. And then my good friend in Connecticut oh, actually Lord. got me an old 1970s Burger oh. King doll. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's and, cute. And, and she actually had it put on there because Blaine is royalty. So <laughs> that was a running joke. I just, I still think yeah. it's funny as hell that, you know, the spirits would love to mention my name wherever I go or in places I'm not. But when they said Blaine's royalty, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm never going to hear the end of this. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had a dream like that the other night. Somebody of my relatives are fighting. Do I need to assert my title or not? So assert <laughs> my title. That's funny. Yeah. Chris, um, Christopher Fisher has a connection, an ancestral connection to um, um, it, Italian royalty. Is that right, Christopher? Italian and uh, British. In and British. Hey, um, Christopher is a wonderful researcher and he is on ancestry like a pro. And um, when I have events, like if I'm doing investigations and whatnot, he helps me with the history of the location. He can find stuff when... <laughs> Nobody else can. So what he tells you is inserting his his title. He means it. <laughs> <He's> got... <laughs> but, you know, we found out through Ancestry that we're related. Christopher and I are cousins. 
Really? Yes. And now, we're had descendants this- of the Asher family, the Cherokees. Yep. But the thing is, Christopher and I have had the same dream at the same time. Wow. And that's only happened with my husband. We've had dreams like that. We'd call a third party and, you know, we'll all be talking. That way somebody else is hearing and substantiating. Like they'll hear what Matt says and then I'll get on the phone with them and tell them what happened with me. And then she could collaborate. Yeah, you guys had the same dream. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Chris, (laughs) Mysterion, I've got to ask you this. And this is going to, I can't believe I'm asking you this. Ask? Well, I got to know. Okay. I got to know. I'm sorry. I'm taken. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's what she was going to ask. You were setting yourself up. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. Well, it is as bad as that, but I wasn't. That's not it, though. Uh, Let me just spit it out. Is being a mentalist similar to energy work like karma sutra oh no not even not even not even the same in any like way going, going into someone's mind going in into their body or whatever anyway never mind i asked that no i i know it's an interesting question and it's one i've never been asked before well good um, but it, it it doesn't have the answer i think you're looking for uh, being a mentalist means that i have to use psychology and my gut instinct and whatever other things come to me to figure out what observation someone to do, what okay. someone will do, uh, how you're going to think, what you're going to pick, what you're going to, how you're going to react. Um, I'm also going to use different things such as a hunch, like, like, for example, we'll just do something for you right now. And you can be honest, obviously we didn't set this up with anybody no. here, um, I'm going to, I got a chalkboard. I'm going to. Now, you know, you're not on video. I can't see. Yeah, that's okay. I'm writing something down on this board and uh, I don't know that. uh, I don't think any of you can see it because I'm looking at it. There's no mirror behind me. So I'll (laughs) ask, uh, I'll ask uh, Christopher, I'll ask you to imagine right now a number between one and a thousand, whatever one you want but not that one. Don't pick that number. Pick an entirely different number and tell me what number you're seeing in your mind right now. Say it out loud. 402. Pardon me? 402. 402. Why did you pick that number? It it's like a under it's like a a number divisible by 2 would be equal to the number that I want. Look at my screen. Look what I'm holding. Can't see you. We can't see it, Chris. You can't see you at all. You can't see. Can anyone see what I'm holding? No, no, because no, you're not on no. video. I'm not on video. Oh my gosh. You're on audio. So I'm we're... only on audio. Well, that just blew that whole thing. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> our, our camera metal... that is okay. I, I thought I, I was think on our video. Our mental capabilities are uh, are nil right at the moment. <laughs> well, it did say 402. I'm going to try. Let me see what is going on here. Camera, many camp. Now, can you see me? No. Now, what do you see? Nothing. This Not is a thing. Painting part of the show. The same logo, which is uh, that's why. No. Okay, so what's the number? It said four hundred two on the. Uh, I had oh it. wow! What the? 
I really did. Now what do you see? Do you not see me yet? No. No. You got this all set up driver. and I, you know, I set it all up and I had it all ready to go. Oh. There we go. Now I know what's going on. Now there, there we go. You now you're there. there you are. Yay. There it is. Uh, you know what? No one's gonna believe that. No one's gonna believe that. So we're gonna we're gonna do that one more time. Uh, okay. Um, so we'll do that again. Now don't use the division by two. Uh, give me another number between one and a thousand. Christopher. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, thank you. 650. Are you dead serious? Because I got to be honest with you. That is unbelievable. If I got that twice. <laughs> Christopher Lynn. So now what? that we know that, that was 402 was on there and yeah. 650 is exactly wow. also <laughs> kind of what's going. So that's what I do. I don't know if it can work in uh in other ways but it definitely is a is a is a is a credible fun thing to play around with with the that's psychology fun. of it that's yeah. so yeah. fun i got a picture so you see he collects oddities i can't it's, see nothing okay see nothing oh just the uh dress the elephant man in the room right there mysterion yes sir so i can see everybody but you what Oh, well, I see you just fine. Uh, hey, uh, click the arrow over to the side. Maybe it's hit him. Maybe I'm gonna go get that Atacama mummy. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, so if you click in the top right corner where it says view, then you can go to gallery and full screen and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm just in chat. That's all. I'm I'm in. And I see everybody. Lane, I'm surprised you can't see him. Oh, no. Robert, what do you think about all this? Well, I think it's interesting. I do have a question for him a oh, little good. bit later when it's the time is right, of course. But yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, many people uh, experience this sort of thing. And oh, look at, uh, look at that. The Peruvian elongated skull from the Paracas, a real one. Wow! So you can see that that's the real deal. Hold that up for the camera. Yeah, that's yeah. a real deal. That's the you real know. deal. Hmm. It's the real deal. You can see it's. That's hmm. ugly. It's <laughs> ugly, but it's at the same time it's quite beautiful. Did and they? Then, and is, then this is my prize. This is my little Atacama mummy. That is really cool. So my what? little. Oh my God! Wait. Here, I'm going to do this. Here, hold on. I'm going to put this behind them. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. if I put on a light. Hey, there you go. Isn't See it cool? I'm going to take a picture of this rascal. Oh, my God. Oh. How gorgeous. Look at that. Wow. I had to throw the bone. I knocked my stuff over because of her. A little, uh, a little Atacama mummy. And, uh, there we go. It's a pretty cool piece. Yeah. Wow. Little gray. I'm not sure exactly what he is, but he's a little gray. I've had him uh, x-rayed at a dentist. Do they x-rayed it with the the moving x-ray machine? And they yeah. took some x-rays and it has uh, four fingers, an extra rib. Uh, it has an elongated, uh, naturally elongated, large hydrocephalic type head. 
its bone structure is completely not not normal. It has fused bones. It has a tiny little mouth. You can see it's open. And if you could see inside, yep. there are tiny, tiny little hardened teeth. So oh. this is not uh, a baby. This is an adult, fully developed species. And it's been dried and mummified. It was in a found in an archaeological dig in the in the uh, Peruvian uh, Atacama Desert. Wow. So, it's a really nice piece. I, I think there's only two or three other ones known to exist unless they're... Now, how tall How tall is that mummy, approximately? He's about 12 inches. If inches? he was standing, okay. you see how his knees are broken? There, there's a part right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. he had a leg yeah. and you were to measure it, okay. it would be about 12 inches tall okay. at the most. It, it, it almost looks like my EBE award that I showed you guys. <laughs> yes, back. it does. Go get it. You got to show it. it. I'll get that. All right, That's I'll funny. David wrote a book and um, he also has a movie, a video, a movie, yeah. and it was shown at the Las Vegas um, UFO alien, the big, the big conference <laughs> there. The big one. And he won the whole thing. Come on. Several times. Yeah. I, he's, please tell him the name of the. Oh, oh, I love him. Isn't he cool? I love that. Look at that. The camera right here, right? Look at that. The camera for, uh, it was a documentary that I produced in 1992. What was it called? It's the world's greatest UFO flying saucer documentary. Okay. And it went out to the uh, Las Vegas uh, convention of uh, flying saucers. And I, I couldn't fly out. So I said <laughs> I sent the VHS tape. That's well, you know, VHS. Oh, Thirty years ago, sure. And it was uh, it was fifty-eight minutes, the whole documentary, and this is what the award that I got for it. Because oh, I broke the face off. The face got broken. Oh, just like the feet. Just like your. Just feet. like the feet. That's is crazy. This amazing or what? Oh, this is not a coincidence. Look, Look at this guy. Synchronicity. Yeah, synchronicity. <laughs> There's a little gray. If you ever want to see this, or you know, I could take photos and send it over to you. Just shoot me a private uh, direct message, and I'm happy to do that. Oh, that's really um, cool. I don't bring it over the border because of its uh, obvious. Yeah. It's fragile. Heat it's... score. How long yeah. have you had that mummy, Chris? I've had it for about eight years, and wow. the funny thing—the funny thing about it—is that when I got it, yeah. I used to be on a television show uh, where you would buy lockers and this sort of thing. And I was one of the consultants on the show for when an item came in that was a little unusual. And one of the buyers bought this and the dog hated it. It, it, was, in a box. it was in a box in the house and the dog wouldn't go near the box and, you know, <laughs> would growl at it. The wife started to hate it and it wasn't put out. It was in a, it was in a drawer. And, um, mm. I went to visit this guy. I don't want to give away who he is, but yeah. I went to visit him and um, and he said, uh, do you want it? And I said, do I want it? Of course. Yes. I want it. <laughs> and I went, well, how much is it? And he said, I don't know. Just give me whatever's in your pocket. And I mean, that could be anywhere between a couple hundred bucks and sometimes a few thousand. And I just yeah, right. in my pocket. I got three or 400 bucks. I said, is that okay? And he went, sure. So I, how fragile it is. I wrapped it up in a t-shirt Oh Lord! Put it in my pocket oh. and just carried it onto the flight. Oh my gosh! Wow! So yeah. it's fine. 
hey, listen, if he flew across the galaxy and landed on Earth, got buried in the desert, he's going to yeah. be okay to now, now, did I fly Air Canada. Maybe not Delta, but Air Canada. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't stand Delta. They'll tear up your stuff <laughs> yep. every time. Christopher, yep. did I miss something on saying how old that mummy was? I I don't know how old the mummy was. Oh, okay. I had somebody look at it and say it's about uh, probably about eight hundred years old, give or take. Oh wow! wow. By the and only that's ba- not based on the mummy, based on the culture and when yeah. that burial would have happened, give or take. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's about 900. nine hundred. <laughs> nine. Okay. And wow. It has a malformation that's similar to what I have, congenital. And, oh and really? What, what would you say? I am missing uh, two of the part, two uh, parts of C one, C two, the back of my neck. Yeah, so there it is. So huh. he has the C one and C two, but look at the shape of the back of the skull. That doesn't. That's not human. No. Wow. And if you turn it to the side, you know that is not human. Mm. Wow. In no. a human, they would not be able to survive that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. you've got quite a treasure there. Wow, oh, I love that him. Is, that is, I love yeah. him a lot. Wow, was that the only one? Oh, you did you did you research the archaeological dig at all? Was there any way? Uh, I didn't have any more information other than uh, mm. that it happened in the '60s, and that's oh. about it. Where it happened, okay. I didn't have much more. What it happened? What all I know is from what I was told is that the contents of the dig were put into a storage facility and that storage facility sat for whatever amount of time until that locker was relocated the contents i should say were relocated (laughs) they did whatever legal uh uh uh, things they needed to do to to contact the owners there was no there was no contact for two years and this was this was about seven or eight years ago and then they auctioned off the contents and they didn't know what was in the box they didn't know what would be in these 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 boxes it was just a blind bid Hmm. and uh this was in there and all sorts of other stuff but this was the piece i got excellent you got you got yourself a good deal there yeah yeah i can find it it wanted to be with me i think so Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. incredible. Thank you. So, what else? Um, what draws you to oddities? Me? Because you've got an incredible uh, collection. You talk about it a good bit. What draws you to it? You just like. Why do any of us do what we're doing? It's just, uh, it's a question that sometimes doesn't have an answer, and it's that. I knew it. I know it. It's, it's a that's not really a fair question, but um, I can tell you that. Okay, here's my story. I was doing an art project in. I might have been in kindergarten, but I think it was the first grade. And remember when Big Macs came in a styrofoam container? Of course, yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, we had things like styrofoam containers and different things, so toilet paper cores you know and it was our art project you could make it into whatever you wanted and besides um going to the library which i love reading i've always loved reading i pictured myself as a child being like the the leading actress on the mummy Mm -hmm. she was the (laughs) librarian but she Mm -hmm. got into all those cases right that was me in my mind Mm -hmm. that was who i was going to be and um i made i took that big mac uh styrofoam thingy and i made 
a treasure chest. And the teacher said, oh, my goodness, you are so creative. You are so unique. I'm so proud of you. Those words stuck with me. It did something to me. And that has been my goal the rest of my life. Something that a teacher said once, you know, and, uh, you know, that stuck with me as I work with like psychic kids or work in uh, different cases, uh, anything. Anything and my nephews and nieces, people on the bus, you know, people flying beside me. I might see something that really strikes uh, home to them, something that's a permanent memory, not mm-hmm. just a little temporary memory. So I try to be, you know, uh, cognitive of that. So I didn't know if you had a moment like that of something so unique that you were like, God, I love this feeling. Well, well I'll tell you, I don't live too far from Niagara Falls. Oh, cool. And uh, I remember one of my relatives brought home a pamphlet from Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yes, I love it. Of the pamphlet had an Asian emperor and he had double irises. And I remember the striking horror of this image and me just needing to know more. Yeah, and that would be probably one of the earliest memories I have of the intrigue of the unknown and, and this in this just simple, not simple, but uh, uh, just generally a, a, a uh, abnormality of the eye. But just he was literally a living monster in a way. And yeah. so I kind of had to know a little bit more. And I do. This is funny. I, I have it in the other room. I couldn't bring it in because it's up on a display. It's mounted to the display. But. At the old Niagara Falls Museum, which was a privately owned museum, it's actually the was the oldest uh, operating museum in Canada up until it was bought in 1991, I believe. But I remember going there in the 80s, in the early 80s, and they had the shrunken head exhibit. Oh yeah, fake. They were all fake shrunken heads, but I was still (laughs) I was still just enamored by it. But they had a sign, and it explained Mm. how they cut the skull and take the head off and do all these things i went to a auction and found the goddamn sign that was out (laughs) i have it in the other room i bought it it's a handwritten sign but i own it and it cost me all of like 30 dollars. but that would have been the first thing that i remember really reading and going you gotta be kidding me you know yeah i'm I'm thinking that that emperor you saw was a reptilian (laughs) could have been (laughs) could have been they have those weird eyes like that. Reptiles, reptiles do. Yeah. I I hope that both of them worked. You know, all four of them. Oh, he could see. There was I from what oh. I understand, he was just uh it was a it was just a, a a cosmetic thing, but one of them worked and the other one was not connected to the rods and cones. Man. Just, oh, He'd have to have a very of the of the process if you mm. often see something well uh you'll see somebody who do you'll see a double-faced animal or yes. even people very small version of that is what was going on in his eye my dad had a two-headed snake oh. really yes wow. it was beautiful albino on top of it oh it was God. absolutely fantastic Icon? It was a, it was a poisonous snake from Africa. I'm trying to remember what it was now because I was a kid. It was alive. a lot. Yes, oh I've my. got the I've got the picture of Dad holding it. I think in the hallway. Huh. I have to it wasn't it. a black mamba, was it? 
<laughs> I, I hope not. You had yeah. one. Uh, it was. Silly. Yeah, I'll have I'll have to take a picture. I think that Doctor Bill Haas is holding it. Um, mm. He was immune to snake bite, so he could really be free to research anything. It, it, poisonous, uh, non-poisonous, didn't make any difference. Uh, the crushing factor was the only thing he had to be worried yeah. about. <laughs> But uh, his yeah. skin was so transparent, and he had such white hair, you could see the hair follicles in his arm. Yeah. Fascinating man. Fascinating. He was albino? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I pulled two cards for you while you've been showing us these things. The first one that came for you is the ancestors, okay? And then this is saying that your spiritual, spiritual kin is very excited about who you are and the fact that you honor your ancestors and keep them alive by giving thanks to them. So I don't know if you're aware of that, but they are very happy that you are living your best life. You know, you have such courage and that you honor those who walked before you. And I think that is just right on with what you've been doing, you know, just now, in fact. And there's a healing process that's happening right now with you um, where you are actually breaking free of a destructive pattern. I agree. And it's uh, a lot of love and a lot of uh, footsteps. There's a poem that goes with this. Um, Once made like you of blood and bone from earth, but now to spirit flown. Honor who we truly are. Wisdom claimed to take you far. So I think that you are replacing things that are, are redundant in your life or possibly negative with all of this new knowledge that you are acquiring. So you're, you're remarking your brain in a new way. I just thought you needed to know that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I, that is, that's actually 100% true. One mm-hmm. of the, one of the recent, um, uh, observations or, or, or things that I've started to do, which I should have done many, many years ago is I've just got rid of all the toxic people in my life. I said, you know what? I've tried my best to help you. I've done my best. The only thing I can do now is walk away. I could lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. If you're not going to take the advice I'm giving you and you keep asking me for more and driving me crazy, I can't do it anymore. And it's, You know, and it's this like relief. I don't have to worry about the phone ringing because I have the guy blocked or whatever the case might be. And if you don't, you know, I've tried. And so it gets to a point at 48, how many more, how many more people do I need to have uh, um, draining me and and, and sucking my my energy? You don't. And I don't, exactly. You're on a a growth. I'm sorry, baby. I just got one more card. And then I know you've got a reading for him because I feel it. Um. I really just felt the need since I've known you to just, I wanted to give you blessings so much. I wanted to give to you and hug you and, and I wanted to see you grow and be productive and happy. And so I was thinking, okay, I want to pull one more card, just one. And I want to be able to gift something to you. And this is amplification. Okay. And it's signaling it as a crystal. But what this is saying is it's recognizing that something from nature is alive and that is what you're looking for. And, and it's to help you deeply 
physically and in a metaphysical way with emotional healing also to become stronger and amplify what you've got. So I feel like that is what you're looking for. And I didn't have this uh, card when I asked you that question earlier. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, but here's the poem for you to amplify. We should unite and see, that's what you're doing. Looking for Mm -hmm. like-minded crystals help to shine your light upon your heart, rose quartz for love. We're gifts from earth and stars above. So I feel like there's something not just with crystals, but something from the earth that's going to help you amplify. Maybe you could find some objects that can be like your medicine wheel, like I do with my crystals so that it can help amplify because you are definitely on a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to give you that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that means a lot. Thank you. Go ahead, Blaine. What I have for you is what is helping you along your path right now is your ancestors. Yes. Um, Your gut feeling is always going to be right. And since you are an empath and a medium as well, one of the things I'd like to teach you is how to ground yourself. And it's so easy to do. I do it probably 15, 20 times a day. All right. You know, there's always energy around you correct mm-hmm. okay one never use your own energy for anything especially in the spiritual world uh, because they will become vampires they'll take yeah. a little and they'll take everything and you made the right choices of getting rid of all of the negative people around you that's the one of the best things you can do now i'm gonna teach you how to ground yourself this is so easy man it's like rocket science. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> energy is always around you, okay? Imagine energy coming through the tips of your fingers, through your arms, through your torso, down to the earth. And the beautiful thing about this is you can be sitting down, standing up, laying down, sleeping in a hammock. It's always going to find its way back to the ground and always back through you. You're right. You want to do that if you a day because that will just be blind. What's that? I don't know. Hello, Bobby. Bobby. Oh, Bobby said oh okay. And, and then another thing I'm gonna teach you that's real easy get you a little sea salt, it does not take much. When you take a bath or a shower, pour a little bit of sea salt in your hand. Bathe yourself with that essence of sea salt on you. That will negate a lot of negative energy that's stuck to you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And always go with your gut feeling. Always, because it's never wrong. In your dreams, if you hear that voice, it, it tells you in the dream. That is your protective spirits and ancestors guiding you. Okay? If you want to listen to them. Because it might not make sense to you at first. Just agree with it and do it. Okay. Hey, guys, um, try to hit a, the mute button if you're not talking because we're getting a little feedback. Thank you. Yeah, it's coming from Bobby's. Uh, and, and another thing I got for you, Mysterion, is you do have great things coming your way. Yeah. And 
another thing too is you need to embellish the gifts that you were given. You didn't ask for them, but you were giving them to them for a reason. A reason we will never know why. But once I learned to embrace mine and Lee embraced hers, it got a whole lot easier for us. Yeah. Um and especially since you're performing in front of crowds, as an empath, you're picking up all the energy of everybody that's in that audience in that studio. You've got to learn to block some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um or at least think about grounding yourself when you're on stage. You can still continue your show because all you got to do is think about it, and it's done in three seconds. Yeah. You know, even if you're just stopping to take a sip of water before you say something else, ground yourself real quick. And then ground yourself before and after your shows, okay? That will help you a lot. A okay. whole lot. And by doing this, too, it'll make your uh, gifts a lot stronger. And you're pretty strong now, but they're, been, they're fixed to do. Yeah, you're getting ready to have a big rock. growing spurt. Yeah. You're, you're, I, you're right. to, I, I, I mean, I know you're right. right. Yeah, and, and, and I've only done this for 57 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> And and I'm pretty good at my readings. Um, I've been validated so many times, and it's it's not coming for me. That's the cool thing about it. It's my ancestors. It's my spirit guide that tell me everything, and I repeat what they tell me. But 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 good lord, are they balls balls on accurate? Let me tell you. <laughs> so, who is your favorite mentalist, Mysterion? I would have to say a gentleman named Joe Dunninger. Uh, now, I don't know if any of you know who that is. You're, you're smiling. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know who that is, and I don't want to say I know why you know who that is. Joe Dunninger was around quite a while back. Yep. yep. Um, I think Joe Dunninger was able to really, well, first of all, he was the first radio show that had a million listeners. Wow. Or anybody else. Um, but he was able to uh, communicate in a style of theater of the mind, a very difficult thing, which is mentalism, which we just experienced when our screens weren't on and I was holding up that board. He was able to do a live show every week for over two decades on radio and be a household name. And I think that spoke for his talent, his creativity, his ability to work within the uh, limitations that he had. Of course, he had a live show that you could go see, but his mass audience was only able to experience him through the radio. And I think that that was, uh, it's inspiring to me now being able to listen to those old radio shows and read his lecture notes and his his writings and his works and this sort of thing which is fairly limited but you can get a a a good feeling for his attitude towards communication and it always left you with a very um positive 
ending, but also one that had a little bit of uh, uh, mystique and a little bit of wanting more. And and I, I really have to say that would be why he would be number one choice. Right on. Yeah. I was looking more at um, about what it's what it's like to be a mentalist. And, you know, can it be taught? Yeah. I taught Steffi K. Okay. I taught Steffi K. Uh, you have to have a natural knack for it. You have to have a... Uh, I mean, is it a lot like profiling? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit of profiling, a little bit of other other talents and skills. But like I said, initially with me, uh, some of it just has to do with a gut instinct and whether that's something supernatural or if it's something learned, uh, you know, if I ask somebody on average, just a, an example to think of a celebrity, most people pick Brad Pitt. So how many times I've said to somebody, think of a celebrity, but don't pick Brad Pitt. And they go, Oh my God, that's who I had. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take credit for that. Yeah. So I've sort of learned how to use that as a, as a tool to know and to observe what people are going to do or how I can guide them to make a choice that I might want them to make. Or in some instances, you're going to find somebody who's completely aware of what's going on and they're going to throw you curveballs, and then it becomes challenging for me. That's when it becomes fun. That's when it becomes fun. <laughs> so um, my favorite mentalist is Banachek. Oh, I love Banachek. I just yeah. saw him live in... Uh... July. Really? Are you serious? Yeah. And oh, my so, friend Jim Milan wrote one of his shows. No way. Yeah. Um, see, for those of you listening, you might not know who Banachek is. He's a mentalist and uh, he's a wonderful mentalist, mentalism thinker. He's a performer and he actually fooled some scientists at a university right. into believing his psychic powers. Mm -hmm. And he was just a teenager. He was a teenager. Wow. He snuck back in. They had a they had a nut with a bolt underneath a, a glass uh, test condition sort of setup where the bolt nut was under this glass sort of maybe like a bell jar type thing, and uh, they left the experiment with this with the uh, what would you call it the scientist, and uh, when they all went to their cars, he just walked back into the room and uh, unscrewed the bolt. <laughs> covered it back up again. The next day they went back in. He thought extra hard and voila, a miracle. And awesome. he was uh he was credited as being uh he was credited as being uh completely scientifically uh uh correct. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I gotta hey. give him I gotta give him props for his uh boldness. Hey, hey, Christopher, you, you mentioned Dunninger. Um, many years ago, decades ago, I will date myself, in 1972, I was working in a photo studio. My boss, uh, psych, she would go see her psychiatrist because you were talking about those earlier <laughs> jokingly. But anyway, uh, he was, my dad and I, we figured out the guy was connected with the CIA somehow. He had he had a license to practice psychiatry in seven states in the United States, including New Jersey. And he he we started getting uh, I started viewing films of 
from the CIA that they would gather uh, super eight and eight millimeter movie films and going back. And I would I would view them and then I'd photograph off them at, when we saw artifact. They always called it artifact back in those days. So uh, just just for your own information. But what they what he brought us and I had to make a copy of it in the studio was it was a picture of Joe Dunninger and two other men at Princeton University in a classroom. And there was this entity there photographed a black and white photograph of a spirit entity just standing right there right alongside of him right alongside of Dunninger so just uh so you really picked a good good person to to uh to look into as a mentor yeah yeah absolutely and I think you know if you look at the modern mentalists and I'm not going to speak ill of anyone's work but I think it has taken itself away from the true uh, skill of what a mentalist is and put it yeah. into something electronic or you're yeah. wearing an earpiece or you're calling yourself a mentalist and you're really not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Donninger was the guy who sort of created yeah. the way it should be. Exactly. Theo Anneman yeah. was another example of yeah. someone who would do it. And uh, Tony Corinda was a guy that wrote the Bible on mentalism and how to oh. manipulate and, 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 and also how to create um spiritualism phenomena how to levitate a table with a hook under your arm that sort of thing oh Oh, it's so cool right you know it's funny it's so funny right but but it's cool you know it's it's an interesting study yeah exactly what people are willing to look at and believe versus and i don't mind um studying both sides of it because then i'm aware of what to look for and yeah. what not to see and what to see and you know i've had experiences that have no explanation and i i don't have any answer to how certain things have happened where somebody would say oh it's your imagination or you're making it up or whatever number of things and you know one one instance is i went back to the house that i was uh was raised in with my with my current girlfriend and we happened to be in the neighborhood and I said, you want to walk by the old house? We walked by and the, the owner of the house was in the driveway. And I happened to bring up a conversation. I lived there at one point and, and uh, he believed me because I mentioned the neighbors and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then he invited me in the house and I never wanted to go in the house. This is actually interesting that you're all hearing this because we we're talking about dreams leading mm-hmm. up to this. I'd had dreams for, for over two and a half decades that the house would call me back. And then when I would be in the house or if I woke up in my dream and I was aware I was in the house and I was still dreaming, um, there was no exit. There was no way. Oh, out, right. Now I went back to the house and in real life and, uh, and in the real world and the man invited me in and, and one side of me was saying, just don't fucking go in that house. Like this, <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Right. I, I said, Oh God, if that connects to me and I take it home and I went in and um, it was completely renovated. Like the house didn't even look the same inside. They redid the whole basement, tore everything up and, there was a few things that were the same, but by no means was it the same house. And when I left, I was talking to the next door neighbor who still lived there. He had bought a house there in the sixties and his son was just a few years older than me. And he still lived, he bought the house from his dad and he still lived in the house. And we were all talking and I said, uh, so is the house still haunted? And the guy said, no, he goes, there's no ghost. I said, come on, seriously. Tell me the truth. And he went, well, he goes, when, when I did the renovations, it went away. 
you know, I don't want to talk about it kind of thing. And I want to, I'm not going to pressure him, right? May God strike me dead. I look up at the house and I said, thank you for, uh, for not uh, interfering with me or anything. Said to the guy, thank you for letting me in. I said to Massimo, thank you for, for, hey, good to see you again. And then I looked at the house and I said, and uh, I'll see you around. And I, my, my hair is standing up. I was wearing a puffy coat and you can see the, everyone looked right at it as it was happening. I felt someone grab my arm like this and I looked down and Liz was right there looking. The guy looked at Massimo looked at, I said, what on earth? I said, do not follow me home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. The Uber pulls up. Liz said I was pale white. (laughs) And I looked at the house and I went again, do not, you are not allowed in this car. And I got it. You know, I never had another nightmare about that house again. Good. Funny. What a story. I think that it was telling me it remembered who I was and that there was nothing to worry about, that there was never anything bad about any of the experiences that we had. I would wake up and she would be watching me. My cousin came from Ireland when my grandma was sick and my cousin would wake up and she was watching my cousin. We would catch her at the glimpse of the eye walking back and forth Saturday morning cartoons. I'd go in the kitchen and then I would turn around and I'd see her standing and I would you know, close my eyes and it was, it was constant, right? Not only me, other relatives. And uh, one thing that I'll never forget, and I kind of regret throwing it away because I was a kid. I was about nine or maybe 10 when it happened. I just didn't know better. I was sitting in the backyard and I had this feeling to just dig a hole, just walk out into the grass and dig a hole, just dig. And I, I, right in the middle of nowhere, not next to the tree, not next, just dead random X marks the spot. And I, I kid you not, I pulled out an old tin soldier that would have been from the, maybe the thirties or forties. It was a cheap looking one. It wasn't like, I'm, I know toys. I know thinking back of going, I could actually date what this toy was. Um, it was about 1940 and it was made out of cheap metal. And I brought it into the house and I crushed it in a vice and I said I didn't want it. Oh. I know. As if the house was giving me a present or she was giving me a gift and I didn't want it. I oh. thought that, I thought that there was something about it. I was uncom- completely uncomfortable. So, I mean, looking back, I probably thought there was something problematic. But now in hindsight, hmm. whoever or whatever that entity was, was probably yeah. just trying to be nice. Yeah, it was probably nice. the child that buried it wanted it undug back up. Absolutely. It wanted you to have it. Yeah. 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 Now, 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 like me and Lee, people will send us haunted objects all the time. Yeah. And I just, they don't bother me. And they don't me bother either. my house. Uh, but, yeah, I've got so much stuff that's been sent to my house. <laughs> so, I know Lee's got a bunch of stuff in her. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I got so much stuff. Um, <clears throat> the, the most fun I had, uh, I was I went to this old house. It was so, it, it was it, it. They were trying to sell it, but I could tell that it had been. Um, it wasn't kept up like it should have been. Right. Just to say it that way, and um, so I was very excited to see the place. I was listening, and. Um, to the the lady talk about it she was hoping i was gonna buy it 
and I could feel her right there. And I said, ma'am, it's so nice to meet you. I love your house. I wish that we could share a cup of coffee and talk. And I said, my daughter's in the car and she's studying to be a nurse. And, uh, and I said, well, to be, to be specific, she's studying to be a pharmacist. Well, my daughter ended up being a chemist, but at the time she was studying and, and I could just hear, oh, oh, follow me, follow me, open the chest. And I had to go all the way into this barn. And I was like, I'm not going to open the chest. He said, she said, open the chest. This is for you. And I opened it up and it was all these textbooks about being a pharmacist. Wow. And I uh, showed it to the lady that now owns the house, who was, uh, I think, granddaughter. And she said, wow, I never knew where those books went. Do you you want them? And my daughter had all the textbooks she needed for school. And, you know, so lots of times, you know, spirits don't have a a bad. Of course. uh, But then again, there are those that are, if they're a turd in in reality and life and flesh, they are turd in (laughs) afterlife too. Nothing changes. (laughs) We still have fun with them. (laughs) oh yeah so fun yeah i I think my favorite gift that was left on my doorstep and i love tonka the old ones from the 70s and i actually have one of the old cranes that still has the original rope for the crane which is hard to find one like that yeah and 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 then the lady that gave it to me says it was her son's and he had it with him when they were in a car accident and there's And he they he brought the thing in the hospital. They had to pry it out of his hands oh. before they did surgery on him. Huh. And the mom took the truck back, which it brought her back to me memories of her son. So she gave it to me. And now I her little boy stays here and plays. He'll play with his own truck still. Because I'll hear him do it in the middle of the night, rolling across the car. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> that's so crazy hmm. okay i'm gonna try it chris um not chris uh, uh mysterion okay yeah. everybody i'm gonna try to do it okay just uh i'll ask you at the end and then you guys just shout it out okay let's see if i could do this i'm gonna not do this well but i'm gonna try okay uh kind of quiet your mind and think about what day is christmas don't say it Okay, now, what are hamburgers and what are they made of? Okay, now, what government did the USSR have? All right, what side of the road do they drive on in Europe? And the last one, and you just shout it out. What can you think, can you think of a color and a tool to shout it out? A color... Color and tool. Yellow. Silver. Red. Okay, now tool. Wrench. Oh, a tool. Uh, uh, screwdriver. <laughs> Pliers. <laughs> I didn't do it. It's supposed to be red hammer. <laughs> oh, How do you do it, Chris? Oh, I like that. The whole psychology thing with Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, was trying. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to work. I probably didn't deliver it. Right. But Sickle, anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to say crimson hammer, but <laughs> oh, might be some Alabama people listening. It might not be a good thing. 
Hey, <laughs> hey I'm an all, I'm a I'm Bama grad, so. Are any of you in Nashville? I've got three degrees from there, so. I'm in South Carolina. You're Blaine's in, South Carolina. in Bama. Yeah, Blaine's in Bama. Now, um, Robert is near you. Yes, huh? I'm uh, on the American side. Um, I'm in uh, one of the uh, suburbs of Buffalo. And oh, you're right. right. You're right across the lake. Yeah, I was born in Niagara Falls, New York. Oh, Used to come walk on. across the bridge every day. Just Look about at that. Friends over there, and yeah, you know, I know you're neck of the woods. What, uh, what, what, what little municipality are you in on the other? I'm side? in Toronto proper. I'm in the West End, right in the uh, what's called Bloordale, which is kind okay. of Parkdale, West End, uh, High Park area. If you know the city. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm not fact, in the expensive uh, side. I'm in the the scumbag side. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah well, I'm, the the I'm, I'm on the other going? side. No, no. I'm in I'm in a nice <laughs> area, but I'm not. People hear Hyde Park and they go, "Oh, really?" I go, "No, no, yeah. not that. I'm sort of mid park." You know. <laughs> but I love your area. There's a lot of good things out that area for antiquing, and I go to Susquehanna. And I always come back with some incredible finds. I'll go to the Susquehanna Mall, and then I'll drive. We'll drive back up, and we'll actually, believe it or not, we'll go through Pennsylvania. We'll go over oh, yeah. all along. There's so many little towns and stuff, and then we'll end up. Right there, yeah. There's only one good thing in Cleveland, and that's records. And we'll get amazing LPs, and okay. then we'll come back, and then come home. Where we always have. A, I came home. I went to I went to Pennsylvania. I went to Cleveland on a on a. This just sounds like a nightmare. Ready to begin. I for some stupid reason there was a, there was a case. Okay, so there was a store in Cleveland that was having a one dollar sale on all their forty fives, their records. Oh right? no! Really? So I collect forty fives out of bins in them. They have one dollar for forty fives, and they had all kinds of stuff going back to the forties or the fifties, right? They had the seventy mm. eights even. But anyway, I go to I get on a thought it was a smart idea i'm going to take a greyhound to cleveland ohio so mm-hmm. 12 hours later which was really a four and a half hour drive because <laughs> we didn't have right. the car at the time i go to cleveland i buy a duffel bag filled with 45s it probably paid oh, wow. 130 45s were in this bag yeah so I come back over the border and the border girl on the canadian size goes what'd you buy and i went a couple 40, uh, like a bunch of 45s. Mm-hmm. He thought I was referring to the caliber oh, of the gun. The gun. Oh, oh, Lord. No. So she goes, oh, uh, step aside from the bag and all the shit. I'm like, all right. She opens yeah. it up. She goes, where are the firearms? I go, firearms? She goes, yeah. Yeah. you just told me you had 45s. I go, she was like 22 years old. I go, it's a 45 RPM. It's a type of okay, no. word. <laughs> look through the oh, bag look at me they were like oh my god i didn't tell her god i said 45 that's what they are really i was over at doubles hole okay and uh actually this thursday i was over at hydesville and hydesville is uh to the home uh, to the original home of the Fox sisters. Yeah, sure. Of course. You know, and, uh, you know, I had some interesting experiences there, but yeah, there's a lot of things to, uh, check out over here. And if you, uh, ever were 
you know, uh, interested in uh, checking out something together, like, you know, even the um, uh, home of the Fox sisters that was moved to Lilydale, for instance. I want. Well, that's to what I was going to say. You've been to Lilydale? Yeah, I know. I've been only once, and it was like the quickest hour in in my. We were driving literally through to go to another thing on one of those little roads, and we ended up in Lilydale. And I went, Oh, oh yeah, by God, the way, Lilydale. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't our intention, we were going okay. to this uh, corporate event in a, in an inn that was like about an hour away from there. And okay. uh, I had two minutes, so like literally a New York minute to look around and mm. like I bought a book and, and it was kind of cold out. Not everything was open. But how far are you from Lilydale? I'd say I'm about 30 miles away from Lilydale. That's nothing. Wow. That's right there. Yeah. Yeah. 30, maybe 40 miles at max. But yeah, we're right there. You know, it's yeah. easy hour drive under it yeah. all right well dm me and we'll connect we'll we'll do something that'd be fun yeah it would be it would be you know and uh hey i'm very happy right now because the border has opened up again We're yeah. in business. oh yeah that was a bit of a <laughs> oh wasn't it Duffy and i were doing corporate work in la okay we took a we took a flight now you remember, if you had COVID, you could still fly in the states, right? You didn't have to right. take you didn't have to take a flight uh, testing yeah. it on a flight. Well, we got she got a goddamn false positive. Oh, yeah, because she had had it and it mm-hmm. was on, and then she was sh- boosted and and yeah, uh, right. we took one. We went to LA, we did a show, and then she took another one like two days later to come back, and it shows up she has it. So we had to come back to Toronto. So I thought, Christ, what are we going to do? So we flew back to to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Us crossed our fingers and went over to the Buffalo airport and took another uh, COVID test. And she yeah. was okay. Uh, but then we thought, we're not going to buy another ticket to come home. So we actually just Ubered back to Toronto from Buffalo. We took an Uber. Yeah. And, okay, uh, yeah. But it wasn't even that expensive. It was like 150 bucks only, which blew my mind. But, but, uh, but it was just this. It cost something like a total of 500 dollars just in the, the tests. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. You know. Oh, I'm so glad it's 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 not the way it was. Now we can come and go and mm. and buy things like this all over again. That's yeah. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Just don't mention forty fives again. Don't mention forty five. <laughs> Human skulls and alien babies, no problem. But or AR fifteen, you'll be okay. No. <laughs> That's so crazy. Well, when you perform, do you? Um, I know that you try to demonstrate supernatural mental powers, right? Mm-hmm. Do you use telekinesis or levitation, or is it mostly? mind reading type things it's everything all of those now what it's become is more so i'm not the one telling you it's steffi telling you so if you were to watch our appearances on things like canada's got talent i would go into the crowd um i might even wear a blindfold which you don't see that double blindfold you only usually see one person blindfolded but i might be blindfolded and someone will have a tray and someone will put something on the tray. Let's say it's a credit card. And then she'll be up on stage and say uh, what it was and what the numbers are on the card. And we'll, we'll do the whole thing where well, if anyone can prove that we've set it up, 
you know, we'll give you our pay for the night, which we never do. We never set it up. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a fun and uh, mind. It's a big mind. That's how I like to describe it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very fun. And of course, if you don't, if you don't know Steffi, she dresses in a 1920s uh, original, all original. Oh, she wow. Looks, she looks like a, a movie star. And um, and she's just automatically everyone's just drawn to her. She's almost like a a spirit out of the past in a way. <laughs> That's so yes, cool. I'll tell you a funny story about her with with either reincarnation or uh, that type of thing. She she told me she drew a picture. No, I've started it off correct. She told me she opened up a book that she found in her mom's library, and in the book was a drawing that she thought she had done. And she thought to herself, why would I have drawn in one of my mom's books? Cause she'll murder me if I did that. But it turns out it was her mother's mother who had drawn in the book. And the style was exactly the same as Steffi would draw a pinup girl. Wow. Oh, and I've wow. seen the two styles next to one another. No difference. The way they do the eyes, the eyelashes, Everything was exactly the same as if it was the same artist. Mm. And she told me another quick story where she was on Georgian Bay. And she, her father lives on Georgian Bay, which is just a little north of me. And she had woken up early at like 11 in the, she went to bed at nine or whatever, woke up at 11 and looked out on the bay and about 200 meters out was a, was a diamond shaped craft hovering. And she had this feeling, just go back to bed. Everything's okay. Woke up again an hour later. It was still there. And then woke up again the third time and it had left. So that's kind of cool too. Those would be her two um, that she always goes to to tell those stories. That's amazing. Did she ever get to meet her grandma? No, no. I think the grandma was gone uh, 20 years before she was born type thing. Wow. So it might have been her. Might have been her. Might have come on home. Yeah. Might have That's been. what I pick up on. It was her coming back to visit. Yeah. You have to say hi. Who knows? But the 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 uh, the uh, the artwork was identical. That's so cool. Oh my goodness. Ginger wants to be held. This is my hi, little. Ginger. Oh, it's hey, my sweet girl. Hey, Hey, Ginger. <laughs> my uh, my cat is in the proverbial doghouse right now. <laughs> he's not allowed. He's not allowed in the bedroom near the bed. He knows he's in trouble. He decided that because I didn't want to give him uh, wet food every day because he's not supposed to have it. But I gave him a treat. And then he got mad that he got the treat once and didn't get it again. Then he decided <laughs> to use my bed as the uh, litter box. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, dude, you're not, you're not, you're in there. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll come in. And he'll sit. And he'll look at me and he'll blink, and I'll just look at him and look away. And... <sighs> he'll go back in the living room. <laughs> He's like, "Are you better now? No. Okay, no. I'll go back." The new thing is three days if he does something bad. I just, I'll feed him and I won't do any more than the basics for three days and then he realizes, so. My goodness, trying to 
Control yep. a cat. That's definitely uh, hurting cats at its finest. It's tough, but it's doable. <laughs> so what's next on your agenda? Are you Well, like I said, we have the toy being launched in January. That's awesome. That's really fun. It's going to be manufactured in Canada? No, this is a different, this has nothing to do with me. So someone bought the rights to me. Uh-oh. does the face on this toy. Oh my gosh. So that's kind of fun. Um, and uh, so of course that's what everyone's going to get for Christmas this year is this stupid toy. <laughs> but, but, but it's like a magic eight ball, only it's Mysterion. Um, so that's fun. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I still don't have an action figure though, but once the action figure comes out, um, <laughs> You're I've done. succeeded. I've succeeded. That's it. But I, <laughs> oh, you know what else is coming out, which is pretty exciting. What's so, you, do you do any of you know the show Kenny versus Spenny? No. So it's a Canadian show, but it has a big cult following internationally. It's syndicated in sixty countries. It's a show from the mid two thousands. Two roommates, and they come up with challenges, such as whoever laughs first loses. And then the other guy tries to make oh, the other guy laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then at the end, there's like a, a horrible punishment if you lose. Like in the laughing episode, one of the guys turned to the other guy and goes, let me try to make you laugh. Booger, 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 booger. And the guy goes, that's <laughs> not funny. So the punishment for laughing was he had to eat a booger of the other guy's nose. Oh, oh no. Revolting, oh, right? No. Well, there's an episode who could stay in a haunted house without getting freaked out? So they're both in a haunted house. And one of them is trying to do all these different incantations to scare the other one. And I'm on that episode and they have me as the, uh, the consultant to, ah. scare, to scare the other guy and how to use psychology and come up with this idea. And, you know, we put a pair of children's shoes in the basement by themselves Little things like that. Anyway, the show is so popular again, it's getting hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. Really? They made a fucking video game of the show. Oh, wow. The whole show, the whole episode, it's called Who Can Be the Better Hero? And all the different people that have appeared on the show are the bosses at the end of every level. I'm the end boss. Ah! Puppet master <laughs> controlling the whole game. Uh, oh, that's fun! So they sent me photos of how I look like. It looks like it's from an old Nintendo, and it's I'm like an eight bit character. But they put oh, stripe. Oh, it's so cool! Wow! But that the funniest. So, cool. so that's coming up. The best part about it, though, is I am terrible at video games, so I won't even be able to beat myself in the video game. Like. <laughs> You know, I won't be able to do it, but, but we have, that's coming up. Um, and then just the holidays. And then I think 2023 is going to be a year of sort of new things, a little bit of rebirth, a little bit of a different approach and, uh, and just generally meeting new people and having more fun, just not taking things as, uh, as, uh, as serious. Letting things just be what they need to be. Yeah. That's what I told you. You got big things coming and, 2023 is going to be a great year for you. You're going to get more opportunities than you thought you'd ever would. Yeah. Thank you. I hope so. I, I believe it actually. Yeah. Okay. I would love to be able to see 
that video game and i want to see I, when it's out i'll there. send you all the i'll send you all the information as Please. i get it all the only thing i have of it right now let me see if uh i have a, an image i they sent me an image i am allowed to show this image and i don't know how well it's going to show if i hold it up to a screen but oh let me just get that back on again take a shot of it because it's a moving image so let me can you see that oh yeah, yeah. so that's, oh, that's how my cool. character looks in the game oh wow cool and then this is how it looks um because they sent me this just as a thing to say hey this by the way this is what it's gonna look like so that's kind of mm -hmm. how the character moves around and, mm -hmm. and i and I throw goats, apparently. I'm throwing goats at the guy. <laughs> and then I turn into fire. I turn into the devil. But the reason why I throw goats is because one of the episodes is who can stay tied to a goat the longest? Oh, my God. So the whole episode, they're both tied to a goat. And they must have written that into the script of the game somehow that I'm the one behind this uh, absurdity. And so I they, thought you were going to say that you were tired of staring at goats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I said, well, of course, you know, you're, you're, you're controlling the devil. You're throwing the goats. And I said, uh, you know, but, but it's a fun project. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I've never been in a video game. I, so it's so neat. <laughs> so cool. That's it, Lee. Me and you got to start a video game and get us some action figures. What are those fungos? Like the big headed toys that they sell about everything now? <laughs> oh, the Funko Pops. Yeah, them things. Yeah. I yeah. love those pops. I have Doctor Strange, everything. Anything, <laughs> everything, Doctor Strange. Ours yeah. is all the Grinch. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, I have, believe it or not, I have the Shining Twins as Funko. Oh, oh that's cool. They were at a, I was at a toy convention and they were exclusive and they were, at the time they were 40, I think it was $40 and I thought, nah, I don't know if I do. And they're small ones. They're not full size or half size. That 40 bucks. I said, yeah, you know, it was 40 American too, which is like 800 Canadian. So I was like, I'll buy them. <laughs> And now, if you go on eBay, they're like three, four hundred. So, wow. but I had opened yeah. it, okay, so whatever. You know what? Your oddity collection is a great investment. Oh yeah, this this here. Oh, did I just die? <laughs> did I? Did, did You're I? You're here with us. You're with us. Am I with you? Oh, there I am. This here, um, oh. I could probably, if I wanted to flip it, would be about twenty five thousand. Wow. Wow. You Where know, are you? Is you, know, you don't find these. And I have yeah. 25 different in there. I got headhunter trophies from Papua New Guinea. And I have two headed animals and things in jars that are Siamese. And, nice. uh, you know, all the different haunted dolls, of course, that I have. And ones that have been uh, uh, on different shows and different things. I had all kinds of stuff um, in the apartment. There's a full hydrocephalic calf in the other room a full-size wow. cow mounted and it has a head mm -hmm. that's huge. he's in the other room and there's oh uh gosh. there's so much stuff uh post-mortem photography and 
what do you call it? Death masks of, of babies. Yeah. I have death masks of babies in there. I have two from about 1875 to 1885. And they're, they're two babies that passed away and they're the death masks. And I have just unbelievable amounts of stuff in that room. Probably if I had enough space, if I had a, a warehouse or like a Ripley's, I could easily fill it. <laughs> That's cool. That's so fun. I love oddities. Yeah, we're a couple of freaks, so we like freaky stuff anyway. So oddities are like normal for us. Yeah, well, that's what it becomes, (laughs) right? Well, it's funny because I saw a living duck and I went, where's its other head? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite oddity? What would be an oddity that? Oh, Ah, I have got I've got an original voodoo doll that was made by uh, uh, Madame Laveau. Really? Yeah, I've got one of her originals that she had made. Um, I have a a cat skull from ancient Egypt. Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still got part of the bandage on it where it was mummified. Yeah. Yeah. I picked that up when I was in Egypt. I wanted the whole, they had a whole cat mummified i wanted mm-hmm. it but the guy wouldn't sell it to me because mm-hmm. he said you can't take that antiquity out of the country now. oh yeah, yeah. not but anymore some of the weird stuff i've got uh mm-hmm. i've got the fingerprints of ed dean i would love that I've i have his... a piece, i have a piece of his farmhouse in the other room nice. no way yeah, yeah i really I do his original booking not a copy but the original booking of his fingerprints when they arrested him. Wow. Um, And I've got uh, photos of the inside of the house where the police took with, you know, it's human skin lamp covers and Oh, Lord. The gloves. Mm -hmm. I I like weird stuff, so. (laughs) Oh, my God. My skin's crawling. (laughs) And And one of my favorite things that I have I don't know, I wouldn't consider this an oddity, but it is a pistol that was given to Wyatt Earp when he left Dodge City. That's it's cool. Copy. It's the original pistol wow. with the inscription on it. Um, my wife's uncle gave it to me. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and I have a couple of old uh, military weapons from the Civil War, both northern and southern, because right. they would... They would die, and they would pick up each other's weapons and use them because it was the same. Of course, it's a weapon. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I have several spent shells that have, you know, that are crushed that went into bones. You can tell the way they're shaped; they went around a an arm bone or a leg bone. That's right. Um, I have. <laughs> let's see. Uh, a piece of hair, a, a little strip of hair from, um, uh, what's her name? Lizzie Borden. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I had a friend of mine uh, up in Boston get that for me. Do you see up? I'm going to move my camera. You see that up in the corner uh, there? There's a yeah. picture of John Lennon? Yeah. That little dot right there that you can see, that's a lock of John Lennon's hair from his autopsy. Oh, wow. oh right on. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I ha I used to have, but I sold it. Was a letter, and it said, "Dear Dad, uh, kindly go take out a copy of Catcher in the Rye, Mark." And it was signed by Chapman to his father. Uh, after he had shot John Lennon, he wrote his dad a letter from Attica, and, oh, wow. uh, and that was what he was advising his dad to read. So an interesting, uh, an interesting piece. Excuse me, one second. I want to. I seem to my computer is about to die. I don't want to just vanish on you. Yeah, we're nearly finished, but I don't want you to leave too soon. There we go. <laughs> there we are. So we all know that I'm a little bit gothic and a whole lot haunted. So yeah. I, I like <laughs> things that deal with love, um, you know, but in a, a little twisted way. I love uh, hair human hair arrangements, things like that, um, because it's always made from someone important uh, to the person. As an example, this is my great, wow. great, great, great grandmother's hair. Love it. And this is the pocket watch when yeah. she, she got really sick and they had to cut her hair. So my three great grandfather decided to make a pocket watch thingy out of it yes yeah. and here's her yeah. picture yep and, and, and you can still feel your grandmother own that because i've actually held that item yeah uh, you can see that she's native mm -hmm. and they're her high cheekbones yeah. and, and and he's a white guy <laughs> <laughs> with, with blue eyes and bear with and, me one second someone keeps banging on my door uh-oh so um you know this is an example of you know mm -hmm. hair i just think this is so beautiful uh and, and when you look at it you can see the uh filigree and you know all of those things how it was wrapped by hand and all of that. I, I, it's just one of my favorite things. But I saw one that was a, a person's hair and it was made into roses and it fit a um, 11 by 17 uh, photo, like not a photo, but it would be inside frame. of yeah, a frame. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. The work that went into that. I would Imagine. love what kind of solution i would assume it's a glue or a type of hairspray possibly but it doesn't leave a residue wow you know? yeah, but yeah i would love to have watched that happen and yeah. i do like post-mortem hmm. the victorian death photos oh i love those <laughs> i love well, those stand the dead person up and they'd have the whole family take a picture with them yeah <laughs> is that right yeah <laughs> I didn't know that. I've never seen anything like that. Oh my oh, God! Go just great. go online, mm. and you'll see all kinds of them. You know, they got like Lincoln's death mask. They've got uh, George <laughs> Washington's death mask. Where is this? Oh, anywhere on the internet. Oh you yeah, yeah. Them. and the 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 photos. I love to show when they when they take the whole family photo with the dead person. <laughs> propped up <laughs> yeah i was just saying that i like being able to identify those i think they're yeah. they're fascinating mm -hmm. but i can usually pull a message off of them you know mm -hmm. why someone yeah. died or what happened 
but uh, anything that's made with human hair is right. is usually a fascination yeah. for me. Wow. I have two. I have two. I wish I could take them off the wall to show you. I could go take a photo and show you, but it, yeah, two big. I'm going to take a photo. You guys keep talking. That's crazy. If he's got that, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> give that. me it now. <laughs> no, I don't want. I'm going to have a temper tantrum. Give it to me now. This, um, is, this <laughs> is funny. You guys compare to all your oddities. That's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I have a doll that was in the Titanic. Well, it wasn't on the Titanic, but it was given to a child that survived the Titanic. Look wow. at that. There's That's what one. I'm talking about, guys. That's it right there. Yeah. You got really even bigger. So so for those of you watching, oh. he is sharing with us some uh, beautiful um uh, artwork in gold embossed frames. Yeah. Uh, of human hair that wow. has been made into beautiful flowers and yeah. you see there's braids involved. Oh, uh, wow. It's just gorgeous even yeah. beating sometimes or you know those are just beautiful to me mm -hmm. and i can pick up some information off of those even though hair is not something that you feel you don't feel yeah. you don't feel a haircut you know but i do get that mm -hmm. off of hair um and i do like fossils well, uh, not, you know why our hair is like antennas for well, yeah, a Native American belief is that uh, your hair is sort of like a cat's whiskers. It helps you be able to tune in to uh, spiritually a lot more than if you were just, you know, short haired. And I do, I do think that that does have a, it does have a uh, an effect. And it has a lot of memory attached to it. It also has emotional attachments because of the loss, right? So people are going to have. Yeah. these artifacts in their homes for you know a number of years and then of course there's going to be some kind of uh um energy attached to it always if not by the by the dead by the projection of energy by the living the mourners i enjoy also um medical instruments but not ones of torture like what was in mental asylums you know because yeah. there's yeah. a lot of crap that they that they just you know put people in these cabinets and sweated them yeah. to death or froze them to death or whatever trying to do anything uh because they could they could and so i don't i don't like that part of it but i do enjoy um like take for instance in egypt um you can actually see mummies that have braces yeah yep. they have braces and then they have uh teeth that have been replaced you can see the wires wrapped around the teeth and absolutely they have yep. that wired right in there i just find that fascinating it would fill teeth with wax yes huh. beeswax beeswax yep a lot of seeds in um in the in the culture from the cherokee yep. and the iroquois was uh, actually coated in wax and put in jars and coated that's where holy sage from our area south carolina north carolina georgia where it comes from they're actually seeds that were buried before the trail of tears yes so yeah. they those uh seedlings have you know sprouted and made more babies and more babies and more babies that's where holy sage come from what yeah. makes it holy is that you uh, collect rainwater and cotton 
to uh, give it nourishment. That's the fertilizer and everything. It has to be all natural. Right. That is so cool. That is fascinating. Hmm. So what's... Um, what tribe is from that area? Is that Cheyenne? No. I'm in South Carolina, so it's Cherokee, Iroquois, Cherokee. and Creek. Cherokee, yeah. Iroquois, and Creek. I've been able to trace my ancestry back. Well, on my father's side, Cherokee was just right there because his grandmother's on the baker's <laughs> yeah. rolls, the Cherokee. So mm-hmm. that's super easy. But on my grandmother's side, I've been able to track Elvira Martin Still, and she walked the Trail of Tears and is buried in Oklahoma. So that would have, that's, that's when it hurt the, uh, the symbol of the Cherokee is on her tombstone. Wow. So I really, really honor her, but I've also seen where a lot of my Cherokee family have adopted Creek children. Okay. And I do suspect. Who have lost their parents, of course. And then... Yeah. And they adopted them. Together, yeah. And there's one, her name is Mary Elizabeth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hamilton. And she looks like my daughter, and my daughter's name is Mia Elizabeth. Mia is French for Mary. That's right. Oh I suspect she might be her own ancestor. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. uh, like you were talking about your friend. I just these things have a tendency to come around. Lots of times, family members reincarnate in their own family because they're wanting to care and love for the people that they they loved before so i find that fascinating and military too yes i like i i like uh antiques in general oh yes something that's more alive than something that's so mass produced now i just can't get off of it i can't get anything off of it it's like you know that has no feeling whatsoever i can't i can't sleep on that bed it has no history. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have to get my used furniture for a reason. It's so yeah. sad. All my whole house is used. Uh-huh. Mine too, pretty much, except for the sofa. But it's soft and it's comfortable. So yeah. We went earlier on today, Steffi needed some bedding. And we went to this very high-end bedding emporium where a pillowcase is more than your mortgage. And I walked around and we didn't buy anything, but I looked at everything and I said, it's so sterile and so, in the word, yes. I use, it's so pedestrian. Oh, I love that word used that way. And I said, I don't like any of this stuff. <laughs> so I said, let's go somewhere else. And I ended up buying a blanket from a clothing store that was secondhand, but it was, I love it. I love it. I'm going to have it in there and, you know, it's getting cold now in Canada. It's going to be, you You, you know, you're going to know in, in, in Buffalo area, it's going to get <laughs> piss freezing. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not ready for this again because this time last year I wasn't here. So I just kind of <laughs> threw everything away and said, oh, I'll buy it next year. And then, of course, didn't get around to doing it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Then the cat used my... Uh, yeah. That is a, as a toilet, so I had to get rid of the sheets, and now they're waiting. They're they're drying in the back, so I had to go buy bedding so I could sleep tonight. Oh, great! Now, oh well, that, that so, was that was the universe telling me, yeah, I'm doing it now. 
<laughs> uh, so, uh, Robert, did you have a question for uh, Mysterion? Yeah, sure. You know, you have gifts, and you've had them since an early age. I don't think you mentioned how early they began to manifest, but you had them at an early age, I'm sure. And I am just wondering how you've uh, uh, emotionally integrated them into the course of your your life and your relationships and the effect that you feel that it's it's had. You know, you're, you're at a point where you're getting rid of toxic relationships now. And uh, I'm just I'm so proud of wondering you where that. you're at inside yourself. I think, you know, as a young kid, it was often um, contributed to imagination. So where I would have some form of a thought or a vision. Uh, I, I kid you not, I remember lying in my grandmother's bed and looking over the edge of the bed. This is a frightening memory and seeing a woman lying on the ground beside me. Mm. her up and saying someone's beside the bed and her going no you were dreaming it and I wasn't dreaming it I mm-hmm. looked over the bed and saw her and I know to <laughs> this day that that isn't something that was fabricated or a dream mm-hmm. um and so a lot of the time it was just kind of you know go away or or just whatever um and I would have these feelings about certain people that I met um one thing I remember very clearly was being in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And it, you're going to laugh, but it was an episode of Casper. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and he was at a hoedown and he had covered himself in powder so you wouldn't be able to see through him. Mm-hmm. And he befriended a little girl. And at one point, they, he stuck his head into the apple barrel to pull an apple out at the hoedown, and it washed <laughs> off the, the powder. And everyone got scared and ran away except the little girl. Mm-hmm. And he said, aren't you afraid of me? I'm a ghost. And she took off her mask and said, well, I'm a ghost too. <laughs> and what fucked my head up was that I had already been thinking as a kid, uh-huh. how many of the kids in the schoolyard are actually there? because there were some kids that i would see on certain days and then they wouldn't be there on certain days or just who knows but this idea came in my head this concept was there so when i saw it in cartoon i i was terrified (laughs) and i remember being very um conscientious to make sure that people were actually there Mm-hmm. You no, know? and and I don't know anyone who's ever had that experience. Like I would walk up to someone and talk to them and physically touch them to know that they were not a figment of my imagination. Now, my dad, who is a no nonsense, no games, no way <laughs> is he going to believe in something like the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I was at his house, and 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 he said to me recently, you know, you've always seen this stuff, and I didn't believe it until. That one time where I was over at his old apartment and we were just having a chat and into the room walked a little boy mm-hmm. and out of the room walked a little boy. And we both looked at him and I looked at him and I went, did you see that? And I never in my life seen my dad spooked out and he was freaked. And we got up and he <laughs> was so creeped out. And I went over and I went, well, then there you go. It's a ghost. And he went, what? And he couldn't question. He was like, what was that? I said, it was a ghost. I don't know who it was. It was just something. 
And I remember going, well, I'm going to get my ass together and go home. And I remember him saying, no, stay another little bit. So we kind of, <laughs> you know, and, and his wife had gone to bed and he was just spooked right out. And he mentioned it to me about maybe five or six months ago, we came by here. I was doing a podcast, uh, Hey Spooky Friends, and we were talking about personal things. And they were over at my house doing a, a thing. And my dad just happened to pop by and he sat in on it. He told the story. And I said to him, what, you know, as an outsider, what did you feel? Can you tell me again how, uh, how you, uh, you know, experienced this? And he said, it was confusing. Hmm. And I think that that is exactly how I felt when I was a kid. It was confusing. And it was like as if I was some sort of an outsider or I would have something happen where I knew it happened. I knew it happened and it didn't happen for other people, but it really did. Happen. And, my world. You know, <laughs> and, right. You know, and then people over time came out of the woodwork and my aunt Paula would say, well, you know, when you were 10 and you said that this had happened, I didn't want to feed into it and tell you I believed you because I didn't want to frighten you. But I also had something like that happen. And it slowly started to kind of uh, reveal itself that other family members had seen this woman or mm-hmm. other had other experiences or, you know, and not as much as me by any means, but I was very uh, perceptive to this, this one entity. And I just sort of just let it be what it is it's just what is it i i it's what it is it's just my <laughs> this is my world this is the way i am you know oh I mean, my god i just how do, ask, how do you ask somebody how it feels to be blind they don't know any better they don't yeah. know any different right. so right. i didn't know any different i just knew that talking about it was going to make people either uncomfortable yeah. or they're just going to look at you like you're an idiot so i just kind of left it and I just let it be. And there would be instances like I, went, I remember I was dating this one girl. We went into her house and I said, I went into her apartment building and I said, you know, your, your, your stairway's haunted. And she went, yeah, I know. And I went, you know, it was a woman who OD'd on the stairs. And she said, yeah, I know it was the neighbor. She died here about a year and a half ago. They found her on the stairs. Mm-hmm. I, I never, I never walked in her house. Uh, there was, there was bright. There was nothing spooky about the stairwell. There was, you know, middle of the day kind of thing like bright fresh nothing about it would tell you know psychologically play games with you it wasn't even a very old so she said yeah you know it's what it is how'd you know that and i went i just knew you know what happened to me we're in the mall and i feel a tap on my right shoulder and i turn around i see this older black man and he said Tell Miss Lorraine in front of you, I said hello. Okay, I didn't know this woman from nothing. So I tapped on the shoulder and said, ma'am, is your name Lorraine? She just looked at me like I'd stole something. (laughs) And and, and I said, "Um, well, this gentleman behind me, he says his name is Leotis. And her eyes got as big as saucer. Wow. He goes, well, how do I know it's Leotis? And this dude started humming the Sanford and Son song. The what? The Sanford yeah. and Son song. Oh, the theme. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Da, 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 I, da, her, I said, yeah, he's, sure. he's sitting here humming the Sanford. Yeah. 
I said, he's humming the Sanford and Sons song. And and she turned about as wise as a ghost. She goes, me and my husband watched that every night before we went to bed. So that's wow. got to be my, my Miley Otis. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's wow. about as fierce as I get. That's interesting. That was so cool. I love that. Um, I wanted to uh, tell you guys, this, you know how I try to be really transparent uh, on the show. But something happened to me at my grandma's funeral that I don't understand. Uh, my grandma passed away on the 22nd of October. And my God, I miss her. Like, I've never missed anybody in my life. She was like, I'm going to get upset. Hold on. She was everything. She was. She was. I loved your grandma. So, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out who I was because I, I used to pretend I was one of the Adams family, you know. When I was a kid, I would tell people my last name was Adams and, uh, you know, stuff like that, just being silly. But I felt pretty odd, too. I felt pretty different. And uh, so she was the one that helped me deal with it because she said she was like that. Her mother was that way. And we were everything, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, at the funeral, there was this little old lady that came up to me. She was talk she would look at everybody but nobody seemed to stare like they didn't talk to her or anything and I said uh hello how are you thank you for coming do I know you and she said I was in school with your grandma and I thought my god you know because my grandma died at 98 yeah sure the odds of that yeah and so I'm, I'm looking at her and and she looked like Ms. Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter but a much older version. So her hair was perfect, you know, kind of the bluish white hair and uh, with the brooch and everything. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it's so nice to meet you. And, and I said, so uh, you knew mama Jenny. She said, Oh yeah, we know each other. Well, I'll be with her soon. And I thought she meant she was going to die soon. And I sat with her, she talked to me and, you know, she was telling me about my Jenny and she was so grateful that that, uh, they, they knew, her, I assumed it was her and her friends knew that I, we had taken very good care of Mama Jenny and bought her whatever she needed and included her in everything. Well, I went back through. This is what I was doing getting on the show. This is the guest book from the funeral. I can't find her signature. Nobody saw her. I was describing her to my family. I said, Mama, she sat right beside me when we were doing coffee and cake after. She said, Lee, there was nobody beside me. Wow. And I went back and looked at pictures where she was supposed to be sitting. She's not there. Not in anything. Yep. So it happened to me, you know. So what was her name? Her name was Mary. But she, it was uh, last name. I, I haven't got it. It was like a Lambert, Lambreth, something like that. Sure, okay. But I, I'll, I'm going to try to look up that name to see if I can clarify who this lady is. And oh. thanks for coming. And uh, she was so peaceful, and and she really made me feel good about what we had done for my Jenny. And you know, she loved the music, and she said, "I know Jenny would have loved the music." Well. How did she know my grandma? My grandmother yeah. was looking for people her age for so long. Mm. Just she just wasn't. I don't know. I, my husband thinks she wasn't there. That I just saw. No, mm. she's he didn't see her. He didn't see her. My mom didn't see her, and she sat by my mom. She sat by <laughs> my aunt, and they look back and they're like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. There's nobody there. You were the only well, one meant to see her. Yes, and I'm the only one that talked to her. Everybody was crossing between us and everything, but she was only looking at me. I should have known that. That's happened to me one other time, and I, I didn't take it in fast enough. It just, they sneak up on you, you know? It just yeah. happens. Well, but, it's hard enough when you're at a funeral of somebody you dearly loved, and your mind's not in the right mindset. I thought that, that I, I was broken, that I would never be able to, to do the thing yeah. that I do again because she was always so much better than me anyway and uh, I didn't have my mentor anymore and I'm just like I'm broken I can't do this anymore no you still have her don't worry but then I'm talking to someone that's not there so apparently I'm okay <laughs> maybe that's why she came <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful uh, experience yeah, yeah it was but I didn't realize wow. it until the other day you know yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm all emotional now. I didn't no, need to get okay. this way. You're hey, allowed. It's okay. When somebody that special goes away, and I still feel for my dad. My dad died just September 22nd. I know, my love. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I talked to him that time whenever he was with you. I could hear him. He wasn't near me, but I could hear him as long as I was talking to you. Well, I love the fact that there were probably about 600 balloons in front of the stage. And dad picked the one that was right in front of us, pushed it down, pushed it across, and went back up. And and Jennifer was like, oh, that's air conditioning. I said, well, it wouldn't have moved. It would have moved every balloon <laughs> yeah. there. It wouldn't have moved one. Yeah. No, it was just, I knew it was my dad. <laughs> You're right. Good. And I, I wanted my dad so bad just to run down that whole line and start slapping balloons. <laughs> that, my dad was a smart ass, and that would have been perfect for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Mysterion, I wanted you to, I want you to know that you have found a second home with us. Well, You're you. always welcome with the family spirit. I would love to come back whenever you like. I love it. I love your place. I love you. I love how unique you are. And I love all the unique things you collect. So thank you thank for being you. here. Does anybody want to tell uh, the audience listening how to get in touch with you? Uh, you can find me easily on social media. It's under Chris Mysterion or on TikTok, Dr. Mysterion. Okay. Oh, I don't have an actual PhD, but I called myself doctor in homage to Dr. Neff, who was a spiritual magician who did ghost shows before movies. Wow. And you would go to see, you know, Dracula or the creature and before the show, you would watch live the Dr. Neff show and they would turn off the lights and they would have floating glow in the dark ghosts. And oh. he would have a bubble machine or he would have people, kids blowing bubbles and ectoplasm would be hitting people in the audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing, right? I heard it. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> no, I got to be doctor. I got to be Dr. Mysterion. So uh, you find me on TikTok under Dr. Mysterion. And it. there's all sorts of different fun content about all my pieces and where I travel and little bits of uh, slices of my day-to-day -day are always on the TikTok. So that's a, a place to find a lot of activity. I do about maybe four TikToks a day. Uh -huh. I would that's like to so connect cool. with you on social media. You're awesome. Thank you. He is precious. I just love him to pieces. Well, anybody listening, if you would like to get in touch with anyone that's been on the show tonight, you could go to familyspirit.net. That's, I hope you can understand me. My nose has gone crazy. I got upset okay. earlier. It's familyspirit.net. 
Wow. And so I'm going to end with a Native American blessing. And this is uh, for everyone. May the warm winds of heaven slowly blow upon your house. May the great spirit bless all who enter there. And may your moccasins make happy tracks in many snows. And may the rainbow always touch your shoulder. Thank you for listening to Family Spirit International. And let me get one thing out before we go. I always have to do it. If you have any thoughts of suicide, please contact somebody. Hmm. (laughs) Whether it be a doctor, be a friend. Because being a veteran, and I know Professor's a veteran. Um, when there's 22 a day committing suicide, that's 22 too many. Amen. Call somebody. I don't care who you call. If you have to call me at three o'clock in the morning, please call me and I, I will talk to you. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to see another veteran commit suicide or anybody for that matter. If you need help, talk to somebody. Yeah. All of us are yeah, there for you. Uh, the reason why I do anything in the supernatural, the paranormal, is because I'm there to help. So if there's any way I can talk to somebody and give you a laugh, I will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. It's been a pleasure, wow. Sherry. Good night. God bless. God bless I'll see everybody. see you in my favorite place, the future. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Bye.